Welcome to the We Sweet Podcast. Sisters out there in the world who have stayed the course this season, thank you. I hope this is meaningful to you and that you're feeling positively impacted by the love here at We Sweet. As we wrap up this season, let's talk about attraction and the notion of my type. Alexa, play City Girls, my type. Uh-oh, I hope she really don't do that. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, y'all. Oh, my God. What was I going to do if she just started doing it, too? Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rap song for those of you who don't know. But anyway, I have with me a joyful spirit and one, of, one, one lady that I personally feel captures the aesthetic of home and family so well. At least that's just, again, what I think. Her home is beautiful from the view that I get to see. Um, I haven't actually been there, but the view that I get to see on social looks gorgeous, girl. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) She's a creative. She owns her own business. and Overall, she just captures the beauty in life effortlessly. So it's no wonder that I chose her to discuss this topic about attractions. Funny enough, this chat won't be about the visual aesthetic it's going to be about beauty that can be captured without our sight. So Miss mm-hmm. Ashley Smith um, is a mother, a wife, a friend, a lover, and supporter. She is a homebody to the core. She loves fitness, training, and fine dining, dinner dates too. She also says that cooking for her family and friends is a love language. Thank you for joining, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Of course, of course. So I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to talk about this thing called attractions. Um, I thought this was important to bring into this season in marriage because mm-hmm. I think the world views attraction from such a visual space um, when they are seeking their forever partner. And some yes. people, some people, yeah, some people may not um, say it's just visual for them. There may be some that say, no, it's about the mental or, you know, different mm-hmm. things. But even for those who are not yet married that have different versions of what attraction means to them, I want to talk about what it's really like once you're married, the things that you become attracted to after you have said, I do. So that's really what I want to touch on today. Um, And so pretty much just to, I guess, sum up some of what I said, there's this notion of my type, what I'm attracted to, some superficial attractions and some that aren't so superficial. What's your viewpoint on my type? Do you think people should look for their type? If so, what what is the context of that? And once married, how do you feel those attractions change over time or do they? So that's that's the first half of okay. my question for you. Okay. Um, so thank you for having me again. I yeah. I actually get a lot of questions about this. So I, it's funny that the to- when you sent me the topic, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> not in a bad way, but I hear it a lot. And I don't have a lot of friends that are single. I think uh, maybe one or two out of my friend group are engaged, but everybody else is married. And a lot of people on social media who reach out to me or I see girls, you know, how people make their comments about marriage and what they think. And I'm just like. Oh, I I would love to talk about it, but again, I'm not like super vocal person. So when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like I always have thoughts of what I want to tell people, but I'm not like 
reach out and tell people what they should do or what I think they should do but yeah um anyway so the time it was funny that you reached out to me about it but so to answer your question I think that I'll answer for me and then I'll say you know how I feel other people view it but Mm -hmm. for me I think it's important um to look at your type and I think that before you get married you look at the physical attraction of your type okay Mm -hmm. is he handsome is he you know um have the status that you want for your lifestyle that type of thing but Mm -hmm. those things don't matter as much when you are entering the marriage stage as much as you think and Mm -hmm. also we've gotten older so something that we may have liked in our 20s is not necessarily as important in our 30s and I think a lot of women a lot of women today who are 30 plus and aren't married I think that they are focusing more on the physical and not so much uh mental spiritual you know because you want to have all of those connections you don't want to just be physically attracted to someone because that wears off I mean people change Mm -hmm. you look different you get older the physical attraction isn't as important you know or Mm -hmm. later on in life you want someone that you connect with on an emotional level on a spiritual level on a sexual level all of those things are just as important um so I think yes when I was early on in my 20s it was important but now that I am married What's more important is how we communicate. Um, Do we communicate? Do we have a partnership? Are we, you know, connected spiritually? Are we connected emotionally? Because those things are what matter when you are choosing a life partner. Because like I said, the physical is going to change. It's not as important. But I think a lot of women who aren't married, Mm -hmm. they tend to focus on, is he attractive? But once you get married, like, it's probably the least most important thing which is funny because you see couples and and their partner is attractive or whatever but it's not as important as you think once you are married there's so many other factors um you know how you yeah. raise your kids how you um manage a home mm-hmm, how you mm-hmm. the duties and responsibilities of of having a home like all of those things become more important and that physical attraction is you know like I said least important yeah I think people should look for their type but I think your type isn't just the physical of is he it like oh is he fine mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mildly attractive and I'm not saying go for someone who's completely opposite of you but I'm just saying when you're choosing a life partner, things changed. Um, and I'm not even just talking about the physical, like you have to be able and open to grooming someone and learning them. Like, I think for me, I see a lot of women and they're like, oh, if he doesn't have X, Y, Z, I'm out. But <laughs> you can't, and I'm not saying just, you know, lower your standards or, you know, mm-hmm. accept less than you feel like you're worth but what I'm saying is sometimes marriage is marriage is hard it's difficult to to be with someone when you're thinking longevity when Mm -hmm. you're thinking I'm choosing this person every day of my life and if you're choosing someone every day of your life you can't just be like you know what the first sign of them making me mad or you know them doing something other than 
what I think that I expect, then I'm out. And I think yeah. a lot of women that I see, they have these super high, ridiculous expectations of Uh-oh, this that is word. what yeah. I want. <laughs> I, it's just and I'm like girl like I I fear that you may never get married because mm-hmm. your expectations of what it truly is is unrealistic yeah like yeah. you you have to like I don't know if you've heard the saying but like um, the good bad and the ugly and everything in between like mm-hmm. that, that's that's what it is it's not it I think a lot of people in our day and age romanticize marriage yeah, And I love hearing people say that, oh, I, I love your lifestyle. I love this. I love that. But I always try to be authentic and tell. But don't think that we don't have hard times. Don't think that, you know, we haven't struggled to communicate or, you know, you have to be able and willing to learn your person and adapt and adjust and grow. And I think that people are like, oh, well, this isn't my type. Like for men, they learn as they get older. And most times, even though men don't like to uh, admit this, women help them emotionally, mentally grow and love and, you know, Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. all of those things. But a lot of women aren't willing to put in that type of work because you expect your partner to be their type, everything that you want them to be. And Mm -hmm. no one is everything that you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Not all of the time. They can grow into you know a lot of things within the marriage my marriage specifically that's like okay well this wasn't like this when we first started dating or even when we got engaged married etc but it has gotten significantly better because we you put in the work Mm -hmm. like they say like the grass is greener where you water it you continue to water and invest and I think a lot of people a lot of women they just want to be out they're like you know what he's not my type or he's not doing doing that so I'm out yeah yeah again that's not to say you stick around for someone who is less than what you expect but women in today's age give up too easy you might have a good man and he might not be doing one specific thing that you feel like oh well And I'm not saying if it's your non-negotiable. If it's your non-negotiable, okay. But if it's something that you can work with, you should absolutely work with it because a lot of good men, good black men get get discounted because he might have done, you know, he might not be doing this right or he might not be the best communicator. Does, Does that mean that he's not worth, you know, communicating with or growing and learning? I just feel like I fear for the women today who look at me and they're like, oh, I love this, I love that. But you have no idea how much work I put in or how much work we put in, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to put in the work. And I think a lot of people just look like, oh, well, my type, the physical. Or, you know, what they have or what they bring to the table right now is nothing compared to what they may bring to the table in 10 years or how they might grow. And I just think that our generation it's just, yeah. if you're not married, then they just like, you know what? I'm wiping my hands. I'm good. Next, next, yeah. next. But <laughs> you might find yourself continuing to do that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about, too, you said a lot of great things. I want to talk about this piece on expectation and high standards. I think that that is something that, from a societal standpoint, is 
a big, big issue. And right now, um, speaking of society, I've, I've roped society into a lot of this marriage season um, to mm-hmm. help people. Honestly, that's my goal anyway. I don't know if it's helping, but I hope. <laughs> right. And so um, even at that huge societal level, while there are a lot of socioeconomic things that factor into it, um, it's a lot of people that aren't really forming families anymore. They aren't really building homes, but getting married, having kids. And even oh, no, at, so yeah, even at state level, they are concerned about our reproduction rate <laughs> because yes. you know, yes. we don't have people to um, do the things that will carry our society on. And so they're worried that we're not, you know, getting married and having kids, buying houses. They're worried about that. Again, that socioeconomic level, but I can't mm-hmm. tackle, I can't like my little low self tackle all of that. But what I do want to mm-hmm. add to the conversation is that we are now living in a space where at least on the, on the side of women, this is a women's empowerment podcast on the side of women where those standards and those expectations are off the charts a little bit. And there's a lot that feeds into that. I've talked about some of it on other episodes, you know, with um, our childhood, our upbringing, what we what was yes, instilled in us as children. Part in it. Yeah, what we were told to focus on as children, you know, your independence, your education, you know, and that kind of moved us away from teaching marriage. We taught, we taught don't get pregnant too early. We taught don't, um, you know, not get your education, don't not go get your job. And again, I talked about that on other mm-hmm. episodes, but it's things that we pass down to our generation and now our generation has, you know, especially the women have become so fiercely independent and with that fierce independence of what we've been able to kind of amass on our own and do on our own has left us in a space of what we will not settle for type of language. And that has, that has further pushed that standard and, and those high expectations. And, and then we begin to forget that we have our own flaws and that someone is having to also learn and grow and adapt to Mm -hmm. us. And I like that you said that earlier about learning and adapting and growing together because none of us are perfect no matter what we think, you know, we have together just as much as somebody has to meet our quote unquote, you know, I don't know, hate to say it, but Liz standard. Yeah. Yeah. That we're there, you know, they're having to also, you know, find what they like about us. And sometimes we get to a space where, no, he's too this, he's too that. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. I don't like the way he chew. I don't like the way he eat. You know, and it's like, (laughs) it's just, it's getting to a point where you're losing focus. And I I, I think, um, I also like that you said this too, long-term think long range like what is the long-term goal and something else that has come up a lot this season has been this notion of your goals too what are what is your goal as a couple what is your goal that has come up a lot too and so I think it's important to ask yourself that question when it did when it's dealing with attractions what do you want your life to look like you know and if 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 you have a plan for what you want that to look like what you're doing right now and all the standards that you have right now, will it yield the fruit that you want to see later? Because if you don't like the way he chews, you know, um, you you don't like um, how he, uh, you know, laughs, you know, simple things, simple things. Yeah, I've heard heard so many people say that they just, 
discount people and I get it. If if it's that's your non-negotiable thing, got it. But I think a lot of times we're just we just we're not self-analyzing and yeah. we're not looking at the long picture of like like being married and I have other married friends and they've all told me this, you your partner will show you the ugliest sides of you mm-hmm. unintentionally, but when you go into it, you're like, okay, I have a, a job, I have a degree, I have this, I have that, no kids, etc. So you yourself might think that you're the full package. And I get women who are like, you know, hard workers and, and independent, got it. But at the same time, if you truly are open to marriage, you'll get shown a different side of yourself that you're like, oh, I, I, I have some things I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not, you know, the best that I thought. So you want to analyze your partner and what you want. But do you um, do you meet the standards that you are requiring? Right. Like I, right. See, I see so many people that are like, oh, he has to have this. He has to have that. Well, do you have that? Are you mm-hmm. working towards that? What mm-hmm. about the things that he might want, you know, that you don't necessarily have? Because no one is everyone's total package right it's just not possible it never happens in no marriage I don't care how good the man looks how good the woman looks or how good it looks on the outside no one is meeting everybody's standards it, it's unrealistic it's an unrealistic expectation that I think a lot of women have um but I also think that you know like you said the society and how things are like women are more educated most women make more money now so we feel like you know mm-hmm. like you said like we're not reproducing um if he doesn't have x y and z then we're out like it's the standard of i'm not gonna settle yeah but yeah how long are you gonna look at it and say like everything in my life happened exactly how i wanted it to yes when i wanted it to no yeah, yeah. And then it, I think it doesn't too, happen like that. Yeah. And I think too with the settling aspect, you have to identify too what you think is settling. Because some of the things that you're able to really put pen to paper on and say, I would be settling if it are you really settling? Because again, nobody can be everything to you. Um, right. I think that that's a that's a heavy weight to carry, and you can't be everything to somebody. Um, and I yeah. also also think you have to focus on what you want to build together because sometimes you want somebody to come to you so perfectly or your your idea of perfect, and you don't give it room for you both to grow together too. So what is it that you you know desire in a person? But at the same time, what do you desire to build together? Because sometimes there's beauty in that. There's beauty in the fact that you guys built a home together. Um, And obviously, this may also just kind of depend on where people are in in the season of their life, because you could be 20, you could be 40. I don't know. But I'm going to use this example that some people, oh, oh, well, girl, you know, he don't even have a house. He's renting. Well, to your point. Do you have a house? Are you renting? Right. You know, you're well, maybe he's that... waiting to find a partner. Like, right, right, right. So it things makes more like sense that. to to have to rent 
mm-hmm. find a partner and then y'all buy a house because you buy a house and then what you have to sell that house and then buy a house with your partner you're going to move your partner into a house uh-huh. pre-existing mm-hmm. that's not building the life together that's them coming into your life you know so but and, and, at, sorry go ahead no I was going to say it looks different for different people depending on your mm-hmm. season depending on the things that you want together but at the end of the day I'm just giving house as as a example is not the example it's just a example yeah. it's very different for people you know somebody 60 who's not married it's going to look real different for somebody who's 22 so at the end yeah. of the day I'm just saying that is a example that your expectations and your standards is that long range. And and I keep saying that because that's something you said earlier, you know, the long-term plan. And at the end of the day, what does that have to do with how somebody, you know, raises their kids, like you also said earlier? So I think, I think, mm-hmm. I think that, so one of the things that I love most about my marriage is that we every year and we do this every year and even honestly we did it when we were dating which I forgot about that until just now but we (laughs) every year we we talk about what we want our expectations personally professionally and within our relationship Mm -hmm. every year so what are you what are you working on this year because every year is different and every and every year you're changing you're growing you're you may want to switch careers and you have to readjust yourself. That's a whole nother thing that changes that the dynamic of your relationship or you have children. Okay. You want to have, you want to have a child this year or let's buy a house or whatever, whatever the situation is. We talk about what we want personally, because you can't be a hundred percent good in your relationship, in your marriage or to your children, unless you are good to yourself. And I have, had an extremely hard time learning that but I am learning it and we're learning it together so what do you want for yourself what do I want for myself and then what do we want together what do we want for our children that's ever changing it's never and the reason why I feel bad for women who are just very black and white you have to be open to change because if you choosing to say I want to marry this person the idea is that you're going to be with them for life Mm-hmm. So a lifetime is a long time. Like people change. You are not gonna be the same person at 30 that you're gonna be at 35, that you're gonna be at 40, or you're not gonna want the same things. But mm-hmm. you have to make sure that y'all are somewhat on the same page and evolving and learning together and growing together. And I think that the same goes for how you raise your children. So this is a completely new the the last year and a half has been new for me. We never had kids. Now we have two living in the same house and the same roof, learning to raise them how we feel like they should be raised, giving them the things that we feel are necessary for them to be the best humans that they can be, because that's really all you want. I want them to be the best humans they can be, godly, um, Mm -hmm. um, intelligent, kind, respectful, all of the things that you want them to be so that they can then be better parents when they get older. Um, so it's just about growing, learning, and evolving. And I think a lot of people just think of it as this is, you know, my type right now. This is what I want. But that's unrealistic because that's going to change. That person mm-hmm. is going to change. You're going to change. You're going to have children. And then within within having children, you change. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Our children changed us. My daughter has changed me and my husband significantly on a lot mm-hmm. of levels. You, you're a different person. You might have, and, and, and even small things, you might have cursed a lot. Now you don't curse a lot. Or you might, you know, just mm-hmm. anything. You're evolving because you have this human to worry about. So the person that you were, you might have liked to go out a lot and now you've settled down or whatever the case is, your children are going to yeah. change you and change who you are as a person and and in return change your marriage in some ways not necessarily um good or bad but it will change who you are as a person you have to be open to understanding that things will change inevitably they're going to change and you have to be open to evolving and a lot of people aren't and that's why I think a lot of women aren't married and so they understand that and really I'm being biased because I didn't truly understand it until I got married. I romanticized mm-hmm. marriage as well, which is funny mm-hmm. because now I see a lot of people romanticizing it. I'm like, you know what? I did the same thing. Like, oh, you see them on Instagram. They're cute. They look good. But you getting down and dirty with it. Like, <laughs> it's very yeah, much, yeah. Uh, you know, you choosing this person every day of your life. You're choosing this yeah. person every day. Every day you're saying I choose this lifestyle. I love this lifestyle. I love my mm-hmm. home. I love being a homebody. I love cooking for my family. But I make a conscious effort to choose this. Could I go out and be a city girl? Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's not the lifestyle that I want. Right, right, right. And, you know, you went right into my last kind of question, though we, we kind of talked about it all throughout, the what are the real attractions people should focus on? And and I, I brought that in last just because um, I wanted to talk from the perspective of those who desire to be in a, in a space of marriage, um, focusing yeah. on attraction. But those who are married, what should what should they really be focusing on? And we've talked about it throughout, like I said, but you brought up kids and it took me right into the place I wanted to go. I had a conversation <laughs> at work with some colleagues a long time ago and in the conversation, um, one thing came up about parenthood and I'll never forget the the woman I was speaking to she said you know I loved my husband but I fell in love with him even more when I got to see him become a father I got to see who he was as a father because you don't know that yet and he I mean you may know this person how he handles the dog or, you know, how he handles his nephew or his brother or, or, or how he handles his mom. You may see, oh, he's a good provider. He's a good caretaker. He would be a great dad. Then there is, oh, my God, he is a dad. And I am just sitting back as an onlooker watching him in this space. And it's a beautiful thing. And so she told me that. And um, it, st- it stayed with me. And so you you start talking about your ideals together as a couple and just what it was like to become parents and and how that season changes you too. And I would imagine, you know, that the same goes for him. It's one thing to say, oh my gosh, she a bad chick, you know, she looks good. She care herself well. And then you, you know, she take care of home. She cooks, she cleans, she's all these things. She, she has a great job. And then she, you add mom to that. And he mm-hmm. gets to see the the beauty of what it looks like for her to become a mother. So I wanted to also throw that in here, too, that I think that that's one of those other real attractions is just seeing the growth and development in your partner from day one to the season mm-hmm. of where you are now. 
So, yes, I, and I, I, I will say this, and I said, someone asked me how it was being a mom and being married, and I said, it is the most difficult, most beautiful thing you will ever experience, and I stand on that. It is, it's difficult, but it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful seeing him and seeing her and just the dynamic and how they love and what they do is it's, it's beautiful but mm-hmm. extremely extremely difficult because you're learning to grow and adjust and changing diapers being mm-hmm. up at night like girl mm-hmm. it, it, it's tough <laughs> I will tell anybody a lot of people are like oh my god I want that I'm like yes but it is tough but yeah. beautiful because you learn as a partner and you get to see like, oh, them reading books or um, her saying his name or just little things that you just see like you, it's, it's almost like an outer body experience seeing the things that you hoped and prayed for in mm-hmm. the physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is a beautiful <laughs> thing. Say that. But say that. it is tough because you have to, this is new. Like you guys are both learning together. So sometimes you can find yourself criticizing each other when really neither of you know what you're doing. <laughs> it's all a learning process, but you may say, oh, well, you didn't put lotion on her. Or you didn't put shoes on and you didn't do this. You didn't do that. So we, we've gotten ourselves out of the being critical or hypocritical or criticizing because it just really makes the other person feel bad and you don't want to do that as a partner because being a parent is difficult. And and mm-hmm. literally every day you're just like, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can. Uh-huh. So ma- maybe I forgot to comb my hair. Okay. I did the best I could today. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is my absolute best. <laughs> I did what I could do, when I could do it, how I could do it. So yeah, I've learned to, you know, cut him some slack or cut, cut her some slack. Like, Oh, she might just anything. It could be down to what they're wearing. Um, I mean, they're a baby. So like, did you bathe her? Did you, you know, feed her, um, put the right outfit on? Those types of things. Coming home and watching the dynamic in your house and seeing your partner and realizing like, I knew this person when, you know, they they weren't their best. And then now seeing them as a husband and a father, I'm just, you have that appreciation for, God and what he did and how your life has grown and evolved and I think that a lot of people don't get to see that because they're so focused on the now and you know not realizing the potential of what life could be which I can't say that I ever knew any of this was possible did I know that you know I always know God got my back like everything is gonna happen how it should happen but just being able to see like your children and your partner grow as a husband and a father is really truly a beautiful thing once you actually see it and sometimes you have that outer body experience where you're like wow like you actually take a moment like life is happening like our today is hectic like pretty much every day is hectic our calendar is hectic we're always doing something going somewhere whether it's for ourselves our kids etc so when we get to have those moments where you like truly walk in and appreciate like what you have, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Amen to that. Amen to that. 
I'm only going to make, you know, one last comment. I think this was such mm-hmm. a such an amazing conversation. Um, I think, too, that I'll just add that I, I've also talked to one of my friends as a wife, and she went through a, a major health challenge, uh, one that was, you know, could have been life-threatening for her um, uh, or was life-threatening for her, really. But either way, she's doing well now, and, and she got to see the beauty of what it was like also for her spouse to become a caregiver um, to her and, and to their children and just see him step up in that level, too. So I think that there's just so many parts of how that your lives change. And you talked about you spoke about all the changes that can happen. And I think that being open to seeing that your life can happen as you pray for it and happen mm-hmm. in ways that God just surprised you. And so I think it's beautiful. And I wanted to talk about those attractions so that women um, who are in their marriages can sit back and reflect like you just spoke about. And those that um, are seeking it can be open to beyond that physical is is layered is so much more than that and be open to it's what it so can be. Be very open. You- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it, there's so many different layers that I think that a lot of people don't realize. Even like you said, your friend was sick. Like having when we had our child, the support and love and like nitty gritty of how your partner had to show up for you, like how my husband had to show up for me as a husband, and just complete completely needing someone to on that level and knowing that you have that person is a different type of love. It's a different type of experience that I hope that a lot of women get to experience, but you have to peel back those layers of like, this is, you know, my type. This is what I think I should have or what I feel because there's a lot of great men out here, but you know, you kind of have to mold and grow and learn with them. You can't just say like, I need them to be great today because the greatness that I experienced now in my married life, I didn't experience that when we were first dating. Yeah. 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 I think we have to be open to letting people grow too. Um, we, we expect for people to come this perfect package and I don't want to go too far into this, but you know, we, we have to ask God for help daily. So I think we need yes. to be realistic about the fact that you got to let people develop, give them space to grow, give them space to make their mistakes and give yourself space to make those mistakes mm-hmm. and just be open to the fact that nobody is going to always get it right, have all the right answers. And you just have to choose the person that you feel like is your equally yoked partner to grow with. Uh, so that's, right. that's that's my opinion. But I loved love this conversation, Ashley. I'm gonna let you get back to that beautiful family of yours. So, um, of course, where can our listeners connect or follow with you? Um, I am on Instagram at Ashley underscore Chanel S H A N N E L L E. Um. And that's pretty much, I have Twitter and Instagram, but I'm an old lady, so I pretty much stick to one thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know, say that. Me trying to promote and do stuff. I'm like, I can't keep up with all this stuff. It's so much. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the whatever the Instagram Twitter is. I don't even know what it's called. Facebook, all of that. But mostly I just stick to Instagram. Yeah, I hear you, girl. Okay, ladies, we're here are our tips and we're going to let you go. As you develop, your attractions develop too. 
especially once married. The physical or sexual attraction can matter, but it advances as you go through things in your marriage. So some examples of how it advances, the mental, the spiritual, the communication style, managing the home, raising your kids together. Be open to learning someone, adapting and growing with them. Self-analyze. Can you see yourself? You have standards, but are they realistic? Learn long term. What do you really want? Talk about that, too, with your partner personally and professionally. You're choosing this person consciously every day. The grass is greener where you choose to water it. All right, ladies. So. Thank you so much for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. Dakeese L. It's in the podcast bio. See you guys soon.